That's right. You're locked in. Let's get ready to pod here on 99 Pod. It's not 1999 anymore podcast. You know what we do here on this show. We do it all the time. Okay. And man, it's going down on this show right now, man. It's locked and loaded, man. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year to my guy, Zach. Happy New Year to the 99 Pod family. Those who are not on the show right now, but still contribute to the show. And in the chats that we have on a regular basis, man. And salute and um, happy new year to all y'all that's watching this show. That's locked in right now. That's subscribed to the channel because it's going down, man. We got that good content. It's a new year, new time. It's not 1999 anymore, clearly. Okay, 2024. And uh, it's going down. So make sure, once more, you like and subscribe to the channel. It's very imperative. Because we got a lot of good content coming your way, man. Today is going to be a very loaded show. We are talking NFL. We are talking NBA. We are talking college football playoff. And normally around this time, we are very NFL heavy because the NFL is America's sport. And we got to take care of that. That's where all the ratings and stuff come in. And that's where everybody's watching right now, quite frankly. But we do have this show this week that's going to be a little bit more you know, um, college football getting some love, the NBA getting some love, but um, don't get it twisted, okay? The NFL's still here, and we are about to enter in the playoffs. I'm stoked for that. Week 18 is coming. Zach, what's going on? How you feel? What's the word? What's up, Will? Happy to be here as always. You hit it. Happy New Year to you and everyone else listening to this show. All of our contributors love being here uh, with you guys. And you mentioned it actually right uh, before we started the show last week is, you know, the NFL on Christmas. That was a big storyline comparing the ratings uh, between them, uh, all the NFL games to the NBA games. They did huge, huge numbers. And it just so happened that New Year's Eve fell on a Sunday as well. I really like the schedule with uh, the college football playoff being on New Year's Day opposed to New Year's Eve. It's funny not to get into a, a whole different conversation, but a lot of people were asking me, like, Zach, why wasn't uh, the Raven-Dolphin game, like, in primetime? Like, why that was the biggest game of the week. Like, why didn't that get moved to a night game? And I think the easy answer is, you know, people like us, we're, as much as we love the NFL, as much as we love football, like, we're not really, you know, stuck in home trying to watch uh, the NFL on New Year's Eve. Now, I, I was paying attention to the Packers-Vikings game, but I do think the college football playoff, it belongs on New Year's Day. And I think that's why that game wasn't moved because in the past, the college football playoff, when it's been on New Year's Eve, the ratings just haven't necessarily been as good for, especially for the demographic like us, you know, in our early 20s. So I do think Roger Goodell made another nice scheduling decision there. And I love next week how as soon as the NFL season ends on Sunday, we're going to go right into the national championship game on Monday. And then the following week, we have the Monday night playoff game. Still a ton of big games uh, going forward, and I can't wait to uh, watch and talk about it uh, with you guys here on this show. Yes, sir, man. I can't wait for those games coming up. This is where things get antsy. This is where my heart rate goes up around this time of year, and it's unfortunate that I care so much about the game. But, Zach, we are going to begin with our first topic. Before we get to the playoff, we are going to talk about a playoff-type game that took place on Saturday night, prime time, okay? Um, the NFL is expected to downgrade Brad Allen's referee crew for the playoffs after the Lions and Cowboys' questionable calls and questionable ending, okay? Should the NFL take further action? And Zach, the mic is yours. 
Yeah, well, so, you know, we, we've been doing this show for a couple of years now. And one thing that I've said all the time is I very rarely like to blame and bring up officiating when it comes to these games and a reason like why a team loses. The game is so long. I always have a little bit of a hard time just saying, oh, a team lost this game because the referee blew this call. They had plenty of opportunities before prior to that call to put themselves in a better position to win. But this is one of those instances where I'm going to go uh, and blame the officials like that call single handedly not only affected the game, but it's also going to affect some major, ma major playoff implications. And the thing that bothers me is this is now the second time this season, really the second time in the last couple of weeks, actually, that Brad Allen and his crew not only have been bad, not only have they been blowing calls, but they single handedly have affected the result of these games. We saw it a couple weeks ago on Sunday night football when the chiefs were playing the Packers. Uh, there were a couple of bad calls for both teams on that final drive. Uh, most notably that pass interference that wasn't called a chiefs wide receiver just got tackled. Totally, uh, totally ignored it. Didn't call anything. And that's a major problem with how important these games are, how much is at stake for these games. And the Detroit lions, Watching them in this game on Monday night, um, on Saturday night, excuse me, I thought they came to play. I thought Dan Campbell, it was impressive how his team was so locked in and ready to play, especially after they won their first division title in 30 years. That was such a monster victory for Detroit uh, two weeks ago over Minnesota. They're going to have their first home playoff game in over three decades. And they had a chance to uh, climb even higher in the standings with the win over Dallas. But now they're not going to have the opportunity to do that. And the Dallas Cowboys, the thing with them, we know this, is they have just been a different team at home this season. Like, if you look at Dak Prescott's numbers, it is ridiculously different at home. He's much better at home than he's been on the road. And with Brad Allen and his crew, I understand that the Lions, like, the play they tried to uh, to use to win the game, they had uh, another offensive lineman report as eligible, but he kind of did it subtly to try to confuse the Cowboys. Like, if Dallas would have uh, seen it, maybe they don't, the play doesn't end up working, but they confuse the refs too. And you, you have to be on top of your game when that happens. And Brad Allen, it's funny also, his crew also refereed a game a couple of months ago, Sunday Night Football, Dolphins, Eagles. I know uh, you were very vocal about this. That was the game. The Dolphins were called for 10 penalties and the Eagles were called for zero and Philadelphia ended up winning that game. So Brad Allen, it's funny. I think the NFL made the right move, basically banning his crew from playoff games. But here's the crazy thing. We still have one week of regular season football left and we just got news this morning that his crew is going to be doing Saturday's game between the Steelers and the Ravens. I know that's not technically a playoff game, but if the Steelers win, that game is going to have major playoff implications for all the other teams involved as well. I've said this to you a lot before, Lil. The thing that bothers me about these officials is I understand you're going to make a mistake here and there, but there is zero accountability. It's the same thing as these politicians. If they make a mistake, they'll say, oh, I'm sorry, but where are the consequences? There's nothing. Nothing happens. They don't have to you know, get in front of reporters after the game. They don't have to do anything. And in that case on Saturday night, they just cost the Detroit Lions a massive, massive game. They cost them possibly an extra seed. And like, if I'm the Eagles, I'm even more pissed because I know they blew that game on Sunday to the Arizona Cardinals. That's their fault. They're not playing great football right now. But the Dallas Cowboys, all they have to do on Sunday is beat a pretty putrid Washington commander team. And they'll not only clinch the NFC East, but get the number two seed in the NFC. And 
the only place they would have to go for a possible road playoff game would be San Francisco. I just think the games are too important. There's too much at stake to have these constant errors happening by these refs over and over and over again. And I think, I think something has to change. And I'll end by saying, again, I think the NFL is making the right move by essentially banning this crew from the playoffs. But we still have one week of regular season football left. And, of course, they're doing a game next week with major uh, playoff implications. Why can't they do uh, – I'm trying to think of a meaningless game. It's funny. There aren't a ton of meaningless games next week because with this extra playoff team and the extra playoff week, like, there are not a lot of meaningless games. Have them do Browns-Bengals, you know? The Bengals got eliminated. The Browns are locked in at the five. Have them do that game, not Steelers-Ravens. Yeah, man, a lot to uncover here on this topic. You know, accountability, right? I'm going to, you know, pick up there, but kind of leave that for later on in my take because um, I do want to circle back to that. But just for starters, I always love that comparison that you always drew when it came to the NFL or any sports referees in general, any position of power, there's no accountability because you have the power technically. And um, we see it in society, whether we're talking about politicians, whether we're talking about, for example, how many examples we saw, right, where cops, you know, stopped a, a person and thought they saw a gun and shot the person and they got off. Oh, I thought I saw a gun, but it wasn't a gun. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah. But guess what? Somebody lost their life. So your mistake just ended somebody's life, but you get to walk scot-free. It's things like that. So um, the referees are kind of in that same thing where they can make a, a terrible, you know, decision or miss, you know, terribly in a game with all that implications. But guess what? Yeah, you, you're kind of banned for the playoffs, but you get to ref the game next week. But I do want to say, though, banning them from the playoffs is big. It's not. I think it should be more than that, but it's big because we talk about more checks, more game checks. And obviously those checks increases when you do get to work the playoff game. That's where every referee wants to do. They want to work the playoffs. That's the ultimate goal because, you know, you'll move up from there. So that's big. But I thought it, it should be bigger. The consequences there. But um, as far as the question is concerned, you know, should the NFL really take further action? I think so. However, I'm going to take a little unique route before I come back to this ref thing dan campbell robbed the lions okay I, I really do because this was a very intense game filled with emotion right the cowboys obviously has goals the lions have those same goals and we saw a game going back and forth low scoring right but they were trading blows at the same you know time and you know, the flag happened, right, because of the, you know, he didn't report eligible. And then, you know, that happened and took away a very creative two-point conversion that would have put them up. I'm not going to say it would have won them the game. There's still, like, 20-something seconds left. And today's modern game, you really can't, you know, in today's game, like, before 20 seconds, like, the game is over. Now today, like, nah, it's not over. Yeah, we like saw that. the Chiefs uh, come back Chiefs for 13 seconds, what? right? 13 seconds, yeah. right? We see it so many times these days. The Cowboys have a but, really good kicker. Yeah, they do. They have one of the best kickers in the league right now. And I think for me, when you look at Dan Campbell and when that flag happened, it moved them back to the seven-yard line. You got to punt that. Excuse me. You got to kick that extra point. Take the points and go to overtime. Get the robbery back in overtime, okay? But he coached with emotion. In an emotionally filled game, he let his emotions get the best of him, and it cost his team. Because even though from the seven-yard line they ran a play, it was another flag that got them closer, you should have had ran that. You should have kicked the extra point. You would have been guaranteed 
overtime, and you could have won the game then. I mean, I get it. Your defense is straight garbage. Your pass defense. We'll talk about that later in another lap. But at the same time, you're going to have to trust in them. You're going into the playoffs. They're going to need to make a play or two in order for y'all to accomplish y'all goal. Don't think they can ride shotgun while Jared goes through all the work and they don't got to guard nobody. They're going to have to guard somebody. They're going to have to get a takeaway or something. You should have got back that robbery in overtime. But he allowed his emotions to get the best of him which costs his team before we talk about anything the ref done. Okay, so even though they moved closer because of another flag on that play, now you're running it again. So you're running it three times, okay? Listen, I am an analytics guy, okay? I understand the analytics tell you to go for it. But three times, the math don't work to me. So obviously they didn't convert. They lost the game because of that. And I think we need to talk about that more before we get to the ref. Because it's like, Dan Campbell, I like the dude. I think he's a very passionate individual. You know, he coaches to his players' strengths. You know, he's rah-rah and all that. Yeah, we're going to go for it. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's go. I get it. They ran a fake punt, you know, in their own territory, and they got it. You know, it was like a fake punt, and they threw a pass, and they got it. I get it. But there has to be a limitation, okay? You cannot continue to coach with your emotions because that's going to send them home. You got to know when to mix and match. The fail of the game is what you need as a coach, not your feelings. The fail of the game. And I thought he just botched that opportunity to go to overtime and it cost them. But if you want to go back to the referees real quick before I pass the mic over to you. The same crew made multiple mistakes on the year. I mean, we were talking about that Chiefs and Packers game where they should have been an obvious PI that wasn't called. That was Brad Allen's crew right there. There was another flag that happened in the or didn't happen in the Falcons and um you know uh, I think it was the Falcons and Saints game and we all know a couple years back that infamous you know game that Jared Goff was the beneficiary of with the um thing in the NFC championship game the no call the blatant robbery the blatant stick up like what this was was a blatant stick up and all that on live television and the NFL didn't have no accountability so right here what we saw last night in closing Zach in my first lap is the accountability that wasn't taken coming to fruition. The fruits of that. From that NFC Championship game, from the bad calls the last couple of years, from the call that won the Chiefs the Super Bowl, from the call that won the Chiefs the AFC Championship game, from all the calls that cost teams wins, okay, it came in this big game with a magnitude of seeding implications. And unfortunately for the Lions, they was the one that had to deal with that. Yeah, and it's nothing new, you know. We've, as you said, like we've been experiencing this for years now. As our guy coach checks in, um, and something needs to be done. You know, I, like I don't think there's an easy answer, but I feel for the Lions because they really got robbed with that call. But I agree also 100 percent with your points on Dan Campbell. And again, I like the Lions' mindset going into this game. Right, they had something to play for. Like they could have moved up in seating, but they were an underdog. You know, Dallas has been really good at home all year but they came and played to win and I think as much as that helped them early on in the game they started the game with a beautiful drive uh, Ben Johnson was cooking um that cost them late and I like the initial call to go for two uh the first time it, you know it should have won them the game the play it was genius it worked perfectly but the ref screwed it up but yeah I feel like once you get flagged for that that's kind of like a message from the football gods like okay don't test us again like just kick the extra point go to overtime and take your chances there. And 
Dan Campbell in his post-game press conference, understandably, like he was pretty frustrated and you get why, but he said like, no matter what we were going for it. I feel like the Lions could have been penalized like two or three more times and pushed back to the 20 yard line. And he still was going to go for two and try to win the game. And uh, that mentality, it's going to cost you. And man, you kind of hinted at this, but my first thought after they missed the two point conversion and Dallas ended up winning the game was man. You know, right now it's looking like we're going to get that uh, much anticipated game in the playoffs. Rams, Lions, Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay coming to Detroit to take on the Lions in their first home playoff game in 30 years. Like my first thought was like, man, if we get that game, I will be betting on Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay and the Rams because they have the clear coaching advantage. That would be Dan Campbell's first career playoff game. I don't even care that the game would be in the in the dome in Detroit. If we do get that game, I trust the Rams quarterback and coach way more. And uh, I, I I hate to put this out there for Lion fans and like give some bad juju, but I kind of fear that that call might just cost them. And like they they won't, you know, they they have a game next week against Minnesota. They should win that game at home. But you know, this Lion season, it's it's been successful. You know, they won the division, but it would be really successful if they could just win at least one playoff game. And I'm starting to think that really might not be the case. And we could look back at this moment as the one that changed the Lion season. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up about the potential first round matchup, the way how it's trending as of today. But, um, you know, it's funny because I remember how the Lions got robbed against the Cowboys in the wild card and they haven't been back to the playoffs since. You know, this will actually be the first year that they've been back to the playoffs since that robbery. A lot of people forgot that. I forgot what the play was, but I know it was a robbery because I remember it, that they it, haven't it been back. No call. Yeah, yeah they threw the flag it, it, initially too, and they picked yeah, it up. And they picked it up. Yep. And it's funny because when you look at that matchup, you know, you're talking about the Rams right now. The seventh seed, I believe, had they won the game and would have been the number two seed, I believe they would have played the Packers as of today. So my question to you, you kind of already hinted at it, but I just want to make sure. Do you think that their matchup against the Rams is more friendlier or more dangerous than, you know, them being the two seed and playing the Packers who dust them off on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Um, and I I think that's, uh, you know, you brought it up. Like the Packers did only a couple weeks ago go into Detroit and really dominated that game from start to finish. But man, well, like I, if you're a Lions fan, you literally have been waiting. Like some people have been waiting lifetimes for this moment. Like you have not had a home playoff game in over 30 years we're going on right now. And all of a sudden, the quarterback on the other sideline you're going to be facing in that moment is Matthew Stafford, the guy that you drafted with the number one pick. And he had a great career in Detroit, but the organization's uh, shortcomings really cost him. Like every Lion fan rooted for Matthew Stafford to win that Super Bowl a couple of years ago with the Rams. He's probably going to have his number retired in a couple of years when it's all said and done. And that's the guy that's on the other sideline, not to mention a guy that you called the best coach in the NFL last week on this show on that other sideline as well. Like, and we both have concerns about Dan Campbell. Like, nah, that is not a matchup I want anything to do with. I would rather see the Packers. It's funny that you bring that up in closing because, um, you know, I do agree with your sentiments about the coaching advantage that the Rams will have with Sean McVay. Okay. But when I do look at this matchup though, I see, you know, um, reasonable cause to believe that Jared Goff will circle this game on his calendar. Because remember 
the Rams got the better of that trade for the most part. They won a Super Bowl and now they dust him off. They sent his career to rot in Detroit. Little did the Rams know that his career was going to be rejuvenated. And I think that Jared Goff will play the best game of his career in that game because that game will mean so much to get that back in blood almost to send them home. Like, that's why I think low key. This is a fascinating game, and I, I'm actually happy that it's lining up this way because Jared Goff, trust me, in order for the Lions to win, they're going to need Jared Goff to play near-perfect football because he had two interceptions in this game, but on the other side, Dak Prescott had a buck, excuse me, he had more than a buck. He had 345 yards through the end, two touchdowns. Jared Goff threw two interceptions. So, therefore, his defense couldn't make a stand because a pass defense is not good. I understand they front seven could wreck a game, and I like Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's the ultimate game wrecker. But the backside, you know, the, the back guys, you know, they're going to need some help. So, I think Jared Goff will need to play perfect, and I think the Rams will be a good motivational game for him to get back his revenge. And that's why I'm fascinated to see that matchup. Well, I thought I would be too. I just can't pick Dan Campbell in his first playoff game to beat Sean McVay. I wouldn't be able to do it, especially after what we saw on uh, Saturday. But hey, we still have a week to go. Let's hope we get it. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, we, you've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, or leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question. 